what it really means to be a twin flame. This definition has been changing and I've realized that I've stepped into how fluid and dynamic this definition is. Being in this physical body, we are so limited by mental constructs in our own minds and we don't realize how ego really gets in the way of understanding things on the soul level. So for those of you who feel confused about my own life, who my twin flame is, and my own definitions, realize it's changing and that is the process of evolution. You know how when you're in high school, they say, forget everything you learned in middle school. This is the real stuff. And then you go to college and they say, forget everything you learned in high school. This is the real stuff. That's me every single day as I get downloads, as I meditate, as I walk this twin flame path. Before, I really thought a twin flame was just another person that was you. Now I'm realizing it is much more. The awareness I'm stepping into with my relationship with Diana, which has twin flame energy, and confirmed, by the way, by an Akashic Record reading. A twin flame is more than just a person. It's more than just a similar soul. More than anything else, it is a role you play. The reason I have twin flame energy with Diana and why we are twin flames is not so much that we remember each other, although we are stepping into remembrance right now, but more so because I've stepped into my divine masculine and she stepped into her, her divine feminine. And because I've stepped into a divine masculine, I've had to, had to attract my divine feminine. See, the twin flame relationship is based on one word, mission. And this mission has to play out. I've always envisioned doing this podcast with a twin flame. I've always envisioned writing on Instagram with my twin flame, making videos and consulting and helping people in their relationships with their twin flames, right? But I thought it was one person. And all this time, Diana was helping me do it. And I didn't realize that the twin flame is a mission. This twin flame template is a soul mission, a soul purpose. And the purpose is centered not just on mission, but the mission is centered around ascension. And this person, we were meditating every night. We were journaling it every night. We were uh, pushing each other to be better. So if you're listening to this and you're stuck on one person, I'm telling you to let go. I'm telling you to stop focusing on a purpose on a person and focus on the purpose. Focus on how can I be divine feminine right now? And most people listening to this are divine feminine. And so Diana will speak a bit about how to step into that divine feminine power. But from the masculine perspective, I want to say this. That person that you're really pining after who isn't stepping up and who isn't showing up fully in their full uh, alignment and full divine embodiment, even if they came back in your life, you would not be attracted to them. And that's probably why they're not there because there is no attraction because attraction is based on polarity. But the more you ascend, the more polarity you need, meaning the more masculine energy you need. And if someone, that guy, that girl, 
that masculine counterpart of yours is not stepping up in a big way, I promise you, it's just going to feel like a friendship at most. Okay, and I really want you to listen to this and let it sink in. This is the price you pay for ascending, where only people on your level will you be attracted to. And I'm saying this because I we felt the shift in in uh, my relationship with Diana, where when I'm not fully in my masculine, when I'm not fully loving myself and 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 setting boundaries for myself and and pushing us towards ascension and giving back to the world, uh, the attraction dies and it feels more like a friendship. And it clicked to me and it, it dawned on me that, wow, even if these divine feminines out there who are waiting for a partner manifest that partner, that partnership will not be the same. There will not be the same level of attraction if that guy is not on the same level. If that guy or girl, that divine masculine counterpart is not acting the part. So that's just something to think about because a lot of times we get so caught up in the person that we forget the purpose. We forget, hey, I'm here for a mission, okay? All right, so stepping into Divine Feminine. This is, I mean, still something I'm myself working with, but the one thing that I know it is is being able to trust. And so as a divine feminine, there's just this knowing, this connectedness to the universe and to energy and this recognition of of who you think your partner is or who your partner could be. And trust is not knowing that you're divine feminine and knowing who your divine masculine is. Trust is letting go in the midst of doubt and not trying to control that outcome and trusting that that person that steps into your life is going to complete that role. And even while you are in a relationship, there there will be ups and downs. Like Dan says, we had instances where the attraction just fell. And you have to take responsibility for yourself. You know, it wasn't just him not stepping into his role. It was me not holding space and not trusting that he would be able to. And so rather than try to step into the areas where I feel or where I felt could be worked on, it was leaving it, like leaving it be and trusting that he would know. Trusting that he would step back into himself, recognize what needed to be done, and step up to it. And it was terrifying because you don't know in that, in that moment. You know you might be able to do something. You know you might be able to say something. But it's so much scarier not, not saying anything and just trusting. And as Divine Feminine, that's what you're called to do. Yes, you're ascending. Yes, you have this knowledge. But the Divine Masculine template isn't based on you telling them, hey, this is ascension. This is spirituality. This is God. Let me show you the way. No, it's I'm going to fully embody myself. I am going to be a queen and I am going to rule myself and show my power. 
and I'm going to maintain my cool and trust that you will know how to stand by my side. Trust that you would know how to step into your own role. Trust that even though you cannot see what I see, that you will know how to lead me. And and it's not easy. And you're going to be constantly inclined to try to take the lead. But that is not your role. Anytime you take any masculine trait within the relationship, you take that away from your partner. Now, that is not to say you do not balance the masculine within yourself. Your own journey requires a balance of your divine feminine and divine masculine, knowing when to alter between leading yourself and focusing on earthly earthly things such as money and career and survival and when to focus on divinity and spirituality and connectedness. First, you must master that balance. You will attract your divine masculine who is also in the midst of balancing their divine masculine, divine feminine qualities and self. And the best way for them to do that is to see exactly what it means to embody divine feminine and to see what it means to balance the two lovingly. And entering into union is entering into this new not even entering, but creating this new life where both of you have to put in equally your parts. And any disproportion is just going to sabotage that relationship. That's not to say it cannot be salvaged. It's not to say you're not allowed to make mistakes. It's a work in progress. But your role as a divine feminine is when things get shaky and you feel that off balance is not to overdo it. It's also not to step back in fear because they're, you know, they might not embody perfection. No, it's just to have patience, to hold space, to hold a steady vibration. And again, you cannot do that without balancing yourself and understanding what a balance between divine masculine and divine feminine is within yourself first. Dan, anything else? Yeah, I want to go into a little bit more of identifying who divine masculine is in your life and what that journey has been like for you and what, how the twin flame definition has changed for yourself because we both stepped into this place where we're just like, wow, they were a twin flame, right? The people who we started this podcast about and uh, reflected on. Um, But now that we've stepped into each other's lives as for me, your divine masculine, for you, my divine feminine, um, we've had so many shifts mentally about what a twin flame truly is. And so any insight or advice on what that journey has been like and how to help someone identify divine masculine and understand it really um the more you like you said in the beginning and it sounds hard to believe like the more you step into the purpose the more that partner begins embodying divine masculine and i think that happened for you and me naturally yeah 
the more I stopped looking at my twin and just focused on, okay, like I really need to get this done. Um, you really helped me balance the masculinity within me because I, that was what I struggled with the most. It's like, okay, I have all this feminine energy, but it was so chaotic and so imbalanced. Like I would have psychic abilities, but I was having too much fear accessing or strengthening them because I was so ungrounded. You know, I would have all these wonderful ideas and all these passions, but I didn't have boundaries or any realistic timelines for like when to do things. Like I was just unable to take action. And so I feel like the universe felt like this eagerness for me to to be better and to change. And I really did everything I could to my own ability. And on top of that, I asked for help in areas where I was struggling and where I know I couldn't, I couldn't do anything for myself. It's just, you have your own limitations with your experiences and that's when you seek out mentors. And that's when I met you is when I asked for mentors in my life. And I came across spiritual mentors. I came across career mentors. And when I was writing, that's when I came across you. I had like a writing mentor, a poetry mentor. Um, and I, I didn't know what that would grow into. Um, but the more I began being my authentic self and speaking my truth, the more attracted you became to me. Not, not sexually or even um, romantically attracted. You just, you started talking to me more. You were more interested and you wanted to hold conversation. And anytime I veered off of that, it was just like, oh, okay, never mind. Like, I'm gonna go talk to, like, I got other things to do. I got other fish to fry. And... You know, I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, I, I got to, like, put my head down and keep working. And so I would go back at it again, refocus, kind of balance myself a little more. And then, you know, I'd be hearing from Dan again. Um, and it was like, I'm realizing it didn't necessarily have to be him. It just had to be whoever kept coming towards me in those moments of growth and in those moments where I was embodying myself. Um, and... He, like I said, you really helped me um, identify masculinity and grow it and build those skills within myself. Um, and then, you know, we had a friendship and the whole friendship was just us balancing our feminine and masculine qualities. Like that was, that was the basis of our friendship was developing the balance within ourselves. And entering into a relationship was figuring out the balance like once we entered a relationship and that was an even more powerful um like coming into our own divinity and so it's it's kind of hard to say like oh when did I know like I I really didn't know it was just when it became very clear that everything I was doing was enhanced by this person like everything my spiritual growth like I I knew if I chose my who I had identified as my twin I would just be stunted or very very slow like my ascension would basically come to a halt versus with Dan it just like it was growing exponentially and so that was the the choice I had to make is do I want to fully step into myself, into spirituality, into ascension? Like, do I really want to know the truth of, of life? 
or do I want to be comfortable and just fade back into the background? And I was really tempted for the longest time, longest time to just chill and enjoy life and not have to stress. Um, but there was, there was this connection too. like in doing that, I saw you do the same and I couldn't stand that. And in doing that, like, I swear to you, my purpose called to me louder than ever. It was, it just got to the point where something needed to be done and someone needed to rise to the occasion to help other twin souls. And, you know, whether or not it was me, like it was going to be somebody, like somebody needed to fulfill this role. But, but once you see it, once you see it outlined, it's almost impossible to walk away from it. You can walk away and you're just going to keep looking back like, damn, is anybody going to fill this spot? Like, is anybody going to do this? And you're just filled with all this knowing already and all of these abilities perfect for this specific role. And, you know, I had done enough work not to be like, not to have the fear to, to not do it. And so I decided to step into it. And then I didn't know if anyone was going to meet me halfway. But that's that you know that's the part of the divine feminine is you don't know and that's that's faith. That's the truth of it. Faith is not knowing and stepping into it. Faith is not knowing. Faith is being so scared but doing it anyway. And when you show the universe and when you show God and when you show source that you have that faith in them to come through for you, they will. Yeah, and this person that will help you ascend, there's going to be a lot of resistance to accepting that connection, to accepting that there is twin flame energy, to accepting that, hey, maybe this is my real twin flame, uh, because the person you've already had in mind is just so comfortable. But if it's comfortable because it's what you're used to or because you know there's no growth left there and the person who you're really thinking about is going to make you challenge what you know about Twin Flames, it's going to make you challenge what, how you're really showing up in life, um, realize that resistance is blocking you from your highest self and your highest mission and your highest purpose. Okay. Um, and this is not to say that the person that you attract will be so different and uh, will not be someone you're naturally attracted to. Um, Diane and I had a strange moment last night where we looked at each other and we were just like, we realized, hey, well, I told her, you have, well, she told me, <laughs> start with, with her telling me, uh, you remind me of my twin flame without all the blocks. Like, and I told her the same. I looked at her. I looked in her eyes, like really deeply in her eyes for first time. And like, I, I felt her soul. I'm like, this is the same soul as my other twin without the blocks. And I don't know how to make sense of it. I don't know how, I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't understand it. Um, in time, we'll give you an update on like how that works, like why uh, Diana has the same, uh, not energy, but the same soul essence as my other twin. And I embody the same soul essence as her twin, but there is uh, something there, okay? And I'm not saying 
that the person we saw before wasn't our true twin flames or that I've turned into that person or that person's turned into me. Um, I, I really honestly don't know. I don't know if you have any insight about it because I'm, I'm really lost in this area. Um, all I do know is that with this new person coming into your life, if that is what is called for you uh, and if that is what is aligned for you given the timeline you're on because you're on this fast track uh, of, of spiritual growth and ascension, just know that there will be familiarity, but there will be resistance to the familiarity. Diana and I kept saying when the first time we met, nah, I don't really recognize you. I don't know if there's a twin flame. Like, there, there's no connection. There's no recognition. But then three days later, we're just like, I think I remember this, right? So there's going to be a lot of resistance that you have to work through. Um, but this person you will remember um, and you will have had in previous lifetimes. And uh, it's someone that you will connect to deeply past spirituality everything i love all the places all the restaurants all the sites and parks i love going to diana is just she feels at home in and i don't think that's a surprise like literally every place i go to that i think is weird or uh just not a place that people would traditionally find uh, entertaining i bring her there and she feels in alignment and she feels it um and so just know that the twin flame dynamic and energy is more dynamic and fluid than you think. And if someone else can embody it, they will. And you will recognize that soul that you were wishing for. That soul will literally jump into someone else's body. That soul will literally be found in someone else. So just because you don't get the person, you will still get the same soul is what I'm trying to say. And I know that peels back a lot of onions of like uh, layers of, of, of the onion of, of what it means to be uh, a person, what it means to be a soul, because we're, you know, we're really a soul. And this, this is just the body that, that we uh, come packaged in, right? But some people share the same soul. So this it all gets weird and trippy but this is all just to assure you that just because you might not have that person you will still have the same soul that same soul that you were craving and that those eyes that you were looking into and that feeling that you got of what that person's soul signature felt like when you look deeply into their eyes that same feeling would be there and you will not be offended i was not offended when she told me that i felt like her old twin flame without the blocks because it was true for me when i looked at her i'm like holy fuck you're onto something and it's beautiful because we both ask for it, right? We both ask for a twin flame. And so when we looked into each other's eyes and we saw the twin flame dynamic fully, like really fully without the blocks, man, it was powerful. Um, I don't know if you have any, do you have any insights on that? Um, kind of. It's super it's weird. It's weird, guys. We're not saying like we know what it is. Like we're trying to figure it out and make sense of it. And I think that's that's the the link, the piece is you're not supposed to make sense of it. We're limited to what we know. And what we know is that we have one body. And for some reason, we identify the soul as the same. Um, yeah. And the irony is it doesn't make sense to think that way when what we do say about the soul and what we do say about the universe is we are all one. We are all connected. We are all 
the same and created of the same. And so how is it that we are so set on, but I'm an individual and my twin is an individual and no one's going to, you know, to, to take their place or no one can replace him. Like, I'm never going to love anybody the way I love my twin. Yet everybody's got the same soul. Um, and yes, you get into the whole star seed and the whole, like, stardust and people coming from different um, families or star families and things like that. But in the entirety, the universe is so interconnected that regardless of how it branches off, it all, it all comes together in one sense. And I think that's why, like, it, it's been a long week, guys, for me and Dan. Because um, there was so much resistance. The first time I saw him, I just, I couldn't look at him. And I didn't understand what it was. Like, my brain hurt looking at him. It's nice to look at. But it was just, like, this understanding, like, if you keep looking at him, something's going to happen. Like, if you allow yourself to do this, your whole life is going to be flipped. And so be very sure that this is what you want to do because, you know, that, that's, that's like my internal dialogue. Like, be very sure. Like, there's no going back from here. And it was like a really slow ticking clock. Like, every tick was just like closer to alignment or closer to being able to look at him differently. And I just felt like this clock ticking down it was just and each tick I was just shifting and shifting and like embodying this different and very true version of myself. Um, and it was scary. I think I spent a whole night just like crying in bed and Dan was downstairs meditating cause he couldn't even be around me either. And it was such intense energy because we were both shifting and allowing I guess I don't I can't even explain to you what it was it just felt like I finally opened up this body to true spirituality and so my soul was just trying to like come into it and fit into this body and fit into this mind and try to like reconnect and restructure and it just felt so painful and terrifying to to look at something and every second the same thing just starts looking different. And um, and then I just, I looked at myself, I looked at the room, I looked at Dan and I just, I knew I remember this. I knew I had seen it somewhere. And so I stopped trying to identify my soul as, you know, Diana. Um, my soul is hosted in Diana. And the more I like stop putting these limitations on it, the more I'm able to, to see and to understand and to connect with. And I think that's, that might be what Dan has done too. And that's, that might be why we've accessed this, this twin flame energy is because we've allowed the higher selves of our twins to really come in and communicate and live through us as well you know our body is this vessel and it's it's capable of so much more than we 
than we thought possible in terms of the spiritual world. Um, and once you start like breaking down those barriers and like, of course, carefully, of course, like very intentionally, um, you're, you're just able to have so much and experience so much more. And it's, it's step by step. We'll see how tomorrow looks. We'll see if by the end of tonight, you know, this relationship looks even more different than it has, but it's just, you know, living in every moment and working with what we have, just adapting and trusting that he's going to know what to do and him trusting that I'll know what to do. Yeah. Um, a couple of things I want to touch on before we wrap this thing up. Um, our souls, because we are connected with ourselves, our souls are so connected with each other. Right. When Diana was talking about how she was meditating and bawling in bed, I was downstairs meditating. Her highest self called to me and said, go upstairs. I need you. And so I went upstairs and uh, I came, I arrived at, at the perfect time for her, right? And yesterday we were walking in the park and she had this thought. And when, as soon as she had the thought, uh, I, we were walking and I told her, I looked at her, I'm like, whoa, I feel like we just entered a new reality. And it's because her thought was, hey, I could see this being a really long-term thing, right? And obviously we talked about this, so this is how I know. But as soon as she thought, I think this could be a long-term thing, I literally told her, whoa, I felt the vibration shift. I looked at her, I'm like, the vibration just shifted. Did you feel it? And I thought it had to do with my environment. I thought it had to do with a park or like, so oh. crossing a bridge. Yeah, because we crossed the bridge, right? So I was like, I think it had to do with, I was like, whoa, the energy on this side is, is higher. It had nothing to do with the energy of the park, right? It was all the same, right? Cars were driving both ways, right? Uh, the energy was, was exactly the same, but it was that paradigm that we really stepped into, that knowing that we really stepped into that shifted everything. Um, but with every shift, uh, there's resistance leading up to it, okay? Um, we had resistance. I had resistance. She had resistance every step of the way, um, and so this is just to remind you that we are not perfect and that the journey is not smooth. Um, and that even yesterday when uh, I was, I, I brought Diana to, to meet my parents and um, they loved her and we were talking to them and chatting with them for uh, a very long time. We didn't leave the house until past midnight. It was like 1230 and we were just caught up in conversation about spirituality and synchronicities and what it means to know God. And I could tell my mom was just like, whoa, Dan, you found a really good one. And I kept looking at them vibing and I kept looking at my dad I'm like, wow, fuck, they, they really like her. But it freaked me out. So I was just over there stress eating skinny pop. Like I wasn't breathing. I was just piling and shoveling food yeah. down my pipe. Right. It was so it was bad. Like it was obvious to the outside party. Like. He is freaking out. Yeah, I was straight up freaking out, right? And like my stomach hurt, but I was like, no, like, and, and this is the divine masculine aspect where like the wall came down and there was no excuse not to be in this anymore, right? Because if my parents didn't approve, then I could use that an excuse to, hey, maybe I can run away. Maybe I don't have to fully step into this. But after my parents who are more religious than spiritual opened up to it, and uh, I feel like even last night we opened uh, a little a little uh, pocket of spirituality in, in, in their minds and consciousness. Um, as soon as they 
pretty much gave their their nod of approval, I was like, oh no, <laughs> this is bad. So I started stress eating. I wanted to run away from it. So uh, with divine masculine, there is heavy heavy resistance. Okay. Um, and we feel it in our bodies a lot. And like, I started to, to break out, uh, my skin started getting really dry. Um, and now it's a lot better just cause I like a resistance. So, um, just know that with every shift, there's going to be resistance leading up to it. Um, but yeah, so this has been an interesting journey. We literally shift in dynamic every single day. And for those of you who are just like, you can't make up your mind. No, it's because my mind is going away and I'm stepping into my soul, my consciousness. Okay. Um, and so it's not going to make sense. I'm not supposed to make sense. What's supposed to make sense is the egoic mind. And we go beyond rationality into consciousness. So for those of you who have accessed your soul and have tapped into your true consciousness, that is infinite and pure potential, this will all make sense. Every part of the journey will make sense to you, right? Our awakening will make sense. Um, so yeah, we appreciate you guys just supporting us and listening to us and following us. This podcast has been amazing for the both of us. It's We don't take it for granted uh, having an outlet to, uh, to, to share our insights with. To talk about all this crazy. Yeah. Uh, but so Diane and I have started taking coaching calls. Um, and these coaching calls are where we are our strongest. We come into full alignment on the podcast, but there's something that happens when we're with a client looking to make sense of their twin flame journey. Uh, and we just fully step into our power. So if you want to really manifest your divine counterpart, uh, whatever that means to you, I highly encourage you to check out the website, allthingstwinflames.love. Use the uh, discount code TWIN5, okay? T-W-I-N, that's all capitals, and then the, the number five. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening and supporting, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks, guys. Bye.